Welcome to Servants of the House of Prayer podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be talking uh, talking about um, David cannot be trusted from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 29. So Heavenly Father, give uh, what is needed uh, for the hearers of this message. We bless your holy name. You're worthy to be praised. Let it be none of me, God, and all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. So before um, I go into 1 Samuel chapter 29, um, I'm going to give you a little background because we have been studying since about last year. We have been studying in 1 Samuel and getting toward the end. I'm going to start looking at the life of David per se, but we wanted to talk about... uh, what brought David up to this point? So I'm going to give you a little, a little synopsis, if you will. Um, we are all familiar with the David and Goliath uh, story, which is in 1 Samuel 17. Here was the deal. The Philistines they were tall people. This was the task at hand. The arrangement was to choose one man from the army of Israel and one from the army of the Philistines. Whoever defeated the other, the losing army will then serve the winning army. So the Philistines had selected who they thought was their unbeatable warrior, Goliath, who stood just over nine feet tall who was from the region of Gath as the man to win for the Philistines. They were up against Saul and his army, the Israelites, but Saul and all his men could not find one person who believed he could beat Goliath. When you don't believe and fear sets in, you probably will not be able to accomplish what could be very easily accomplished. So once that unbelief and that fear sets in, you have to set that to the side and go in full force, knowing though that God has called you to go into what you're going into. Don't go alone. Don't go if God has not called you there. But if he has, keep your faith strong because what? Actually happens a lot of things that God is calling us to. It doesn't look as though it's something that can be accomplished. But if we, and I say we because me too, but if we begin to realize that it is not us, but it's Christ through us, oh, we'll get through. We'll get through. And it's a beautiful thing when we allow Him uh, to be in control and uh, not figure how we're going to control the whole thing. So sometimes in our lives, things look huge. But with God on our side, they can really amount to nothing. Now, David was a young man, the young and untrained. uh, He was too young and untrained for battle. David stumbled on the opportunity when he was obeying Jesse, his father's instructions to bring some food to his older brothers on the battlefield. When David arrives, arrived. He hears Goliath making threatening comments. 
to the Israelites. And he was talking about the Israelites' God. So this craziness had been going on for 40 days to Saul and his army about what the Philistines was going to do to the chosen Israelites. Just sit right there and keep listening to the negativity. You begin to believe it is so. 40 days of somebody just telling you something, telling you something. It's like children, when you grow up, you have to be careful when you got children because you can't keep telling them negative things when they could be more than conquerors. You can't take and beat them down and beat them down and beat them down. They believe and what they constantly hear, especially from a parent. No, baby, you could do that. Is that what you want? Sure, you can do it. And you rally behind them and they will do everything they got within them to get it accomplished. But sometimes some of them are quiet. Some people are quiet. And you got to be watchful of the quiet one. Because even though Israel had not chosen someone and they were there for 40 days being taunted by the Philistines, um, they remained quiet. They didn't have one person who wanted to step up against Goliath. And Israel did not approach the Philistines nor say a word. And that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because they don't need them throwing out threats and they don't have nobody that's going to um, step up to the plate. The award for the man from Saul's army, this would have been no, this was out as the award. Now, if you go up against the Philistine and you win, they would have gotten three things. One was money, be able to marry one of the king's daughters, and there his, his family won't have to pay taxes. If he take down Goliath. Now, listen, most people would have stepped up with just a large amount of money. They would have been like, and, and then to be liked by the king to marry his daughter, that, that one is very risky because then you're in the midst of uh, being with someone that you may not even love or care about. Um, but that's another story. So David so then, um, of course, no one stepped up, but David hearing all this as he came in, um, started saying, well, wait a minute, what is going on here? He's talking about our God and that's what got David mad. So Saul was approached with David, um, wanting to take on Goliath. And Saul really took a risk by allowing someone who wasn't in his um, military group, had no military experience, and he was risking the lives of so many others if he could not win. David told Goliath, I come to you in the name of the Lord, all-powerful. David got a little uptight when Goliath started talking about his God again. He started talking about the El Shaddai, the all-powerful, the almighty God. After this, things changed for David and Saul because every battle David fought, 
the Lord allowed David to defeat the enemy. Jealousy crept in on Saul and David became the threat to Saul. Saul hated David because the people admired David's ability to win the fight. In 1 Samuel 18 and 7, it reads like this. After this, the people begin to sing. Saul kills his thousands of his enemies, but David kills tens of thousands. This phrase was well known among everyone. Saul got very angry and jealous of the gift God had on David's life. God gave David victory in whatever battle he fought. One thing I love about David is he sought God before going after his enemy. He would always go to God before he jumped into the fight. Saul kept plotting to set David up with defeat and death. What a foolish man thinking he can thwart God's plan. If God has a plan for someone or something, the best thing is to go with his plan. Not to go against it. Don't get jealous because of what gift God has given somebody. Whatever God has for you is for you. It may not be um as you, in your eyes, it may not be a big thing, but in God's eyes, it's a big thing if you just follow him and do uh, what he's called you to do. So seek him for when, where, how, and then follow him. Listen, I know you have heard it before, but we all have gifts and we should not be trying to operate in someone else's gift. The world would be such a better place if we operated in the calling God has on our lives. One of Saul's sons, Jonathan and David had a strong bond. David asked Jonathan, what have I done to deserve this? Why is your father trying to kill me? At this point, Jonathan did not know the hatred his father had for David. Jonathan had told David, you will be king one day and I will assist you. Now in chapter 20 of 1 Samuel, David and Jonathan made a covenant and they made a covenant a couple of times, uh, to be honest. But listen to what um, he said to him in um, chapter 20 verses 13 through 15. But if my father intends to harm you, may the Lord deal with Jonathan, be it ever so severely. If I do not let you know and send you away in peace, may the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. But show me unfailing kindness like the Lord's kindness as long as I live so that I may not be killed. Now, this is what Jonathan said saying to David when they made the covenant. Now, listen to this to verse 15 and do not ever cut off your kindness from my family. That's Jonathan saying to David, not even when the Lord has cut off every one of David's enemies from the face of this face of the earth. So. Right there, they're making a, a strong bond and they did it a couple times, Jonathan and David. But even one time, David was 
running away from Saul. And I want to talk about, this was in verse 23 and 17. And we're talking about these things because when we get to verse 29, you're going to understand uh, why some of the things happen. So David was feeling down when Jonathan searched for him in Ziph and gave him these comforting words. Do not fear for the hand of Saul. My father shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. And Saul wanted the kingship to stay in his family line. But you have to uh, read the story to really see what happened. So in your Bible study reading time, please read 1 Samuel uh, chapter 21, verse 10 through 15. When another time David is in the Philistines territory of Gath. David ran from Saul for years until finally he lived in the Philistines territory for safety from Saul. David went into the Philistines camp hiding out when someone noticed him and took him to King Achish. Upon the man introducing David to King Achish, he mentioned the famous way everyone knows David. This is the one that they say Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Now, at that time, David was in fear and his life at that time, he acted like he was crazy. So Achish would let him go because he thought that he would take him. Now, you got to remember, there was many times that David went up against the Philistines and, and won. So, but back in those days, if someone wanted to harm you, the person will go and live in the area of the opponent to avoid the person who wants to cause harm from being able to do so. So David went and lived, had to go live amongst the Philistines because Saul would not come in their area to look for nobody. But if he went anywhere else, Saul was in hot pursuit of David to try to kill him. Why? Because of power, hunger for power. He wanted that to stay in his family. And, um, sometimes if God is saying, no, I, I got somebody else. I got my eye on. Okay. God, you do know all things. So everywhere David went again, Saul was in hot pursuit to kill him. Saul is not going to go into the Philistines territory to get David. That's the perfect place for David uh, to live or hide. And so now we come to the 29th, uh, chapter come to the 29th chapter and um, there's 11 short verses here. The Philistines gather all their forces at Aphek and Israel camped by the spring in Jezreel. So here we go again. Israelites and the Philistines going to fight again, just like in the days of David and Goliath. Aphek though means strength, a place in Palestine there are a few places in Palestine with the name Aphek. This area is probably where first, um, in relation to first Samuel form one, where Eli, the priest's sons uh, were killed and the Ark of the covenant was captured by the Philistines. Uh, it's not far from Jerusalem. Verse two, as the Philistine rulers marched with their units of hundreds and thousands, David and his men were marching at the rear with King Achish. Okay, now, back in chapter 17, when David killed Goliath, David was on 
on Israel's side. Now they're getting ready to go to war and David, because of the pursuit of Saul, he's now back with the Philistines and his men. And he also still got a loyalty and never touched Jonathan and Saul. So now, um, we look at, um, the Philistines, they had all gathered, um, there were five regions, five Kings, um, and it's Gaza, Ashdod, Ashkelon, Gath, and Ekron. What do you know in the rear is the one who has again defeated us so many times in the past with people are about to come up against? What about forgiveness? Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. So if you think Jonathan would have forgave David when he got there or would David had joined forces with them? When he got there. Now, I, 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 I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The commander of the Philistines asked, what about these Hebrews? Achish replied, is this not David who was an officer of Saul, king of Israel? He has already been with me for over a year. And from the day he left Saul until now, I have found no fault in him. He could not find any fault in him because Achish did not know the agreement David had or had with, with Jonathan, nor David's constant, constant refusal to touch the man of God. When David had the opportunity to kill Saul, he said this in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 26 and 8. Now, uh, one of David's men uh, Ab Abishai, he said to David, God had delivered up thine enemy into thy hand this day. Now, therefore, let me smite him. And I pray thee with the spear to the earth at one stroke, and I will not smite him the second time. So now Abishai is saying, now him and David done crept up on Saul. They tired. They so busy looking for David. They tired. But David crept up on him. And, and they were all resting. And Abishai was like, just, just let, let me, uh, King David, just let me just take my spear and go. I will pin him to the ground. I'm not going to miss. Because I won't have to do this a second time. I'm going to get him the first time. We're going to put a stop to him chasing us. And we can get somewhere and sit down. So 1 Samuel 26 and 9, and David said to Abishai, destroy him not. For who can put forth his hand against Jehovah's anointed and be guiltless? And verse 10, and David said, as Jehovah liveth, Jehovah will smite him on his day shall come to die or he shall go down into battle and perish. So David wasn't into harming Saul at all, but now he's going with Achish and him. Well, I agree with the Philistines. No one asked my opinion, but I agree. No, no, you can't go. You stay here. You got a long history with them and, uh, and, and you like them. No, you stay here. We going out to win this battle. So verse four says, but the Philistine commanders were angry with Achish and said, send the man back that he may return to the place you assigned him. Ziklag. 
He must not go with us into battle or he will turn against us during the fight. How better could he regain his master's favor than by taking the heads of our own men? Verse five, isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So Achish called David and said to him, as surely as the Lord lives, you have been reliable and I would, I would be pleased to have you serve with me in the army. From the day you came to me until now, I have found no fault in you, but the rulers don't approve of you. Verse seven, now turn back and go in peace. Do nothing to displease the Philistine rulers. There comes a time when others' advice is better than yours. Right here, it is not pleasing to King Achish, but the other leaders are correct. It is a dangerous thing when you know everything and can't take anyone's advice. <clears throat> Verse eight, but what have I done as David? What have you found against your servant from the day I came to you until now? Why can't I go and fight against the enemies of my Lord, the King? Verse nine, Achish answer. I know that you have been as pleasing in my eyes as the angel of God. Nevertheless, the Philistine commanders have said he must not go up with us into battle. Verse 10, now get up early along with your master servants who have come with you and leave in the morning as soon as it is light. The final verse for chapter 29. So David and his men got up early in the morning to go back to the land of the Philistines and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. So in closing, I just want you to remember a few things from out of chapter uh, 29. Um, when you don't believe and fear sets in, the Israelites did not believe that they could uh, defeat Goliath. I probably looked at all his armor and how tall he was. And, um, and so they just feared going up against, up against him. Remaining quiet sometimes is necessary for an answer to show up. Uh, they did stay quiet for 40 days and, and then here come David, um, not expecting to, to defeat him as he did and never had that plan when he was coming to drop off some food for his brothers. Please seek God before making a move. I said before, one thing I love about David is he sought God before going after his enemy. If you look at David many a times and many of, of the old prophets and stuff, the first thing they wanted to know was, well, what God, what do you say about this? Listen, because they don't want to go to battle or lose. So either if, if, if they ask God and God said, okay, go ahead to battle. You're going to win. Okay. So they could go in with some confidence, but if they try to go into battle and they have not sought God as to whether or not they should even be in battle, 
And no, that's that's just not wise. So seek God. And I thank you all for listening. Um, be blessed. And I hope this is a blessing to you.